Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we talk with the most influential woman in my life, Sherry Maxwell, a very talented psychotherapist and my amazing mother. I'm not being biased when I say she's talented in her profession. In my previous life as a realtor, it always amazed me when people would come through my open houses and tell me that my mom was their therapist and how they loved her because she'd helped them so much. So we are thrilled that she has agreed to come on the show and share her expertise with you. She's also created a free worksheet to help you overcome some of your anxiety. You can download it on her website, bestlifemomsclub.com, where you'll also get access to all of our free resources. Quickly before we start, I just want to let you know that every woman experiences some sort of anxiety while pregnant, so it's completely normal. We really want to talk about this now because with the COVID-19 pandemic, there's something new that a lot of people are feeling anxious about. We want you to know that you are not alone in this. We are here for you and we hope that this episode and the worksheet will help you out. Without further ado, here's our episode. So Sherry, is there a difference between stress and anxiety? When I think of stress, I think of pressure. I think of the everyday situations that build up. And when people come into my office and say, I'm so stressed out, I will ask them what's going on in their lives. What are the the issues that are stressing them? If they come in and they say, I'm really nervous, I have anxiety, then I'll want to know what their fear is. So I look at um, anxiety being more fear-based. It's a fear of something. So would would it be common for women to come in as with anxiety because it's a fear of the unknown in pre- while they're pregnant? Absolutely. The fear of unknown when they're pregnant, the different complications they're afraid of. Will they be a good mom? You know, who doesn't have this fear that they're not going to be a good mom? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. And I think that just builds on them and they go to worst case scenario. What if I don't know how to do this? You know, how will I know how to do this? What if I can't handle it? My world's going to change so much. And those things just build to produce the anxiety. And that anxiety, oh, sorry, go ahead, Amanda. No, I was just going to say, mom, when I had asked mom to be on the podcast, we had been kind of talking about what we were going to talk about. And we were talking about like some of the anxiety that I had um, becoming a mom, right? Like things like when you're pregnant, you're like, oh my gosh, what happens if I lose the baby? Like even when it's like late term, like what if it's stillborn? Like you have all these fears and then 
once the baby's born, you have all these new fears because then you're like, what about SIDS? What about this? Like, and they're all very common fears that like basically every woman has. Uh, and then the twins and Freya, they're now three and there's different fears, right? So like every stage, there's a different thing that you could be anxious about, but like I'm constantly choosing not to be anxious about it right like it's a like I actually have to talk myself backwards so many times when I start to feel anxious anyways that was just a aside very true right right and it doesn't stop that's all I'm going to add it doesn't stop you can have new fears right up until they're adults yeah well exactly well then like even even for you when I was having the kids you had had a little bit of anxiety around certain aspects of it so yeah just to let you know it wasn't a little bit of anxiety (laughs) (laughs) well then that leads kind of into my next question of if there are so many fears that people have then how do you what symptoms do you look for to differentiate between just a general fear and anxiety well i guess it depends too if you're you're talking about I have some anxiety about becoming a mother or I have um, anxiety that's changing, that's altering my life that I can't live with. So it might be obsessive thoughts that it's making you very unhappy or that the fear just grows and grows and grows. And that's why a lot of times it's important to seek some sort of professional help to learn how to get that thinking under control and there are different tools and techniques, of course, that a person can use that will help that. Wow. So it's the altering of the difference between that. It would be the altering or impact of on your day-to-day life. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, I think it's, it's like everything's on a continuum, right? You, we can have a little bit of anxiety and... and most people have a little bit of anxiety when there's something new or they're not certain about something that's common and that's within the the range of of healthy when it gets to be unhealthy is when it gets too big and it's it's causing an imp- a negative impact on your life so it's all anxiety it's just a degree of anxiety and then of course when it becomes consistent or chronic and large Um, it becomes an anxiety disorder of some sort. So are there certain type of, I guess, I don't, I don't want to say symptoms because symptoms, like you said, with the using the word um, patients makes it sound very clinical and medical, but is there, are there tendencies or behaviors to look for that should, would be a red flag that, that the general anxiety is kind of escalating into something that should be needs you know, professional support? So you, you mentioned the word general anxiety. General anxiety in itself can be a disorder. If we're talking about anxiety around the pregnancy, I think that it would be a lot of different signs and symptoms. They can be physical symptoms. So shallow breathing, rapid heart, sweats. Those are all signs that, you know, you're extremely anxious. Mm-hmm. Thought patterns, so you could be um, have ruminating thoughts, obsessive thoughts, you just can't let them go. And then they start to affect your day-to-day living. So it can be physical symptoms, it can be um, psychological symptoms, you can start to become depressed, 
sad. And none of that's good for a baby, like exactly. when you're pregnant, right? Yeah, exactly. So you can have emotional symptoms, you can have physical symptoms, and you can have um, thoughts, thought patterns that are strong and racing. That's a whole lot of stress and like a whole lot of things going on in once and then add on top of it, you're growing a human. That's terrifying. Well, and it's not, it's not good for the mom or the baby, right? No. Like, uh, like mom said, a little bit of anxiety is normal, but then, you know, sometimes it escalates. Well, and I would say the majority of people that, that I would see that would come into the office, um, they're having issues. They might be having issues with anxieties as we talk about them. It can really reduce it. So if you're keeping it all bottled up inside, it just gets huge. Mm -hmm. But if you talk to somebody about it and you're able to normalize some of those fears, it helps it to reduce the anxiety. So it really does help to talk to somebody, whether they're a professional or their friend. Of course, if it is growing and you can't get past it, then that's when you want to seek professional help. Because then you can also, and it, it is possible to take medications while you are pregnant or breastfeeding. There are ones that are safer for breastfeeding in pregnant women. And I have had um, situations I know of, uh, I was think of a specific client who was pregnant and the doctor actually did not want her to go off the medication because it would be more detrimental to the baby. Right. Yeah, because the anxiety wouldn't be good for the baby, so right. the meds would be better. That's right. And so, uh, could a doctor, like just a regular family doctor, prescribe medication for that? A GP can, yes. Yeah, because you, at least in Canada, as a psychotherapist, can't. Psychotherapists do not um, prescribe medication. Yeah. It, it needs to be a medical doctor. A psychiatrist can also so a psychiatrist is actually a medical doctor who specializes in psychiatry. So if you're going the psychotherapist or therapist route to, and you wanted medication, you'd still have to talk to your doctor. Yes, you would. Yeah. Absolutely. As a psychotherapist and just going off of what you had just said about not being able, a, doc, a medical doctor would have to prescribe. Do you have, is there a line of communication between on, on a regular bit, like with patients, would there be a line of communication where you would be communicating with their medical doctor to, in a situation? Is that common? We, we, I have at times, is it common? I would not say particularly common because generally speaking, when people go in and tell their doctor what's going on for them, they will, you, they will medicate at that point if necessary, right? They'll know what's going on and, and what they need to do for it. There are times where we would um, consult. I would need to have signed permission from them to do so. Right. Because everything's confidential. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, are there any kind of pre-existing factors that increase a woman's likelihood that will have anxiety while they're pregnant? If, there, if they've already experienced anxiety, so some people of course have anxiety, they'll, they'll have, they might even have general anxiety disorder, right? So if they're predisposed to anxiety already, then that might be the case. They might um, find that it's heightened during pregnancy. 
I find that people with a streak of perfectionism, they'll tend to become very anxious because again, they want to be the perfect mother. They don't want to do anything wrong, all of that sort of thing. So they're going to be anxious that they do everything right. And you can't know how to do everything right. A lot of what we learn as parents is through experience. You can read all the books in the world and you're still going to have situations where you're wondering about. So if you've got that perfectionism streak, it's a little bit, it might lead more to anxiety. Um, I think also people who tend to compare themselves to others or seek the approval of others are going to be a little bit more prone to it as well because they're always worried that they're not doing it right. And the reality is, well, there are some things that you might say, well, you know, this is the healthier way to do it. In a lot of situations, it's so dependent on each and every child because they're all so different. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Are there any, are there different types of treatments or therapies that are specific to perinatal, perinatal care? I wouldn't say specifically to perinatal that I'm aware of. I would basically, if it's perinatal, it would be um, the same as I would use for uh, anxiety disorders in general. So it would be things like CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. I really like mindfulness. It's very good um, for anxiety, depression, and actually pain management. So mindfulness-based stress reduction is really good. Those are a couple of the things that, a um, couple of the, the ways that I like to deal with it. Okay. Right and now then, we're teaching the kids all about mindfulness too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Growth mindset. Yep. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, Even okay. eating. <laughs> yeah. Mindful eating? With the yeah. Kids? I bought them a book about mindful eating because the boys just like shovel food into their mouth. Oh, you're so elevated in your parenting style. Uh, it was mom. It was mom's suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one more question for you. Why is it important to seek support when you are experiencing anxiety? Oh, it's so important to seek support. Period. Right, whether it's with anxiety or anything, when it comes to being a new mom or being a pregnant woman, you're going through things that you never have experienced before so you can't know how to do it all so go to the people who have experienced it talk to your friends talk to your parents talk to your to whoever if it's and if it's getting too large then seek professional support it's really important to do that i've had people who've come in and said you know i i waited a long time to come to somebody professionally and and do some, get some help because I didn't think my issues were big enough. And I always say, you know, if I could get more people coming in when the issues aren't big, we could help them a lot faster. Yeah, because they don't grow, right? They don't grow. So yeah. if you come in when they're a snowflake instead of when they're the giant snowball, how much easier is that to deal with? Yeah. There's no, there's no issues that are too small. If they are bothering you and they are causing you discomfort or unhappiness, that sort of thing, then it's worth coming in and talking about and, and sorting out. And sometimes it really is just sitting and getting a new perspective or sometimes it's normalizing it. Sometimes it's, if I talk to people and I go, you know what? It's understandable that you would think that or that you would feel that way. Then it's like, they don't feel like there's something wrong with them. 
Mm-hmm. So I think it's really that's uh, it's really important to seek the help and not to just kind of shut it down and pretend it's not happening. And sometimes people are embarrassed. They think they're supposed to be able to handle it all. Well, yeah. we can't handle it all. We're human beings. Well, I think especially as, especially as mothers, like there's yeah. so many different changes that occur and you've got all this stuff happening and there's a learning curve and then you're, you have kind of the impression that your kids will be perfect, which no kid ever is. <laughs> so then you have like the parenting aspect on top of, you know, all the day-to-day um, parenting chores, I would say, like feeding and diapering and that sort of thing. Um, and that's kind of why Katie and I started all this, right? Mm-hmm. Because people need support. Moms, new moms in particular, they don't know what's happening. And um, it was just kind of the best way to kind of educate people is to have the help, right? Mm-hmm. Whether um, it's just a little bit of guidance as you enter a new phase in your life, or if you actually have issues that you need to overcome and seeking a therapist or professional help, you know, usually if you're feeling something, other people have felt it too, mm-hmm. right? So you're not alone, but you kind of feel like you're alone. Well, and not everybody, not all new moms have the luxury of having mom friends who are in the same stage of life as them or no. not being able to go out and meet new, new friends who are in a similar situation. So, you know, that isolation and that loneliness, I imagine, like can only add to that anxiety and overwhelm of fear that a well, lot of women and some, experience. Some women have social anxiety or they have an anxiety over, you know, just getting out, right? Mm-hmm. And as a mom, like you kind of need that for your sanity. So if you have, um, you know, if you're shy or you do have social anxiety, you might want to talk to someone while you're pregnant so that you can kind of overcome some of those hurdles. Mm-hmm. I, think so. you, I think it's really important to remember too, that by virtue of the life that you live as a new mom, which is a lack of sleep, mm-hmm. everything's new and unknown, that in itself is anxiety provoking. Uh, sleep is so important to protect you against anxiety and depression. And so if you're not getting your sleep, you can very quickly go down. Your thoughts can go really off. And so self-care is so important, and we tend to push that self-care to the side, but it is really, really important to stay mentally healthy and keep the anxiety and depression, that sort of thing at bay. So I think that's really important. Just remember that self-care. Do do good things for yourself. Solicit mm-hmm. the help from other people that you need to do all of those things. That's awesome that's, advice. I think that's a really great way to end. Thank you, Sherry. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me speak. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.